welcome to this week's episode. I'm sitting with David Meltzer. If you guys are not sure who he is and you don't follow him, do yourself a favor. He is a game changer in your life, not only on social media, but he is somebody that is accessible and someone you can learn from. So just a little background on him. He's a legendary sports executive, one of the world's top entrepreneurs. He's featured in many books, movies, and TV shows. And David, more importantly, to me at least, is on a mission to empower over a billion people, a billion people, David, to be happy. Got it. Talk to me about that. Talk to me where that came from. You know, it's an interesting story because as I rebounded from losing everything, I lost over $100 million in 2008, not because of the financial crisis, because of stupid choices uh, and surrounding myself with the wrong people and the wrong ideas. I always like to clarify that because, you know, <laughs> I fortunately went bankrupt when everybody else was going bankrupt. And it's so easy to blame the circumstances that exist outside of us. And I refused to do so. So uh, as I rebounded, uh, I wanted uh, to teach the values, the practices, and the execution of what I had learned from those valuable mistakes, setbacks, failures that I had uh, experienced. And at the very same time, I'm down at my beach house, thinking how blessed I am. I'm thinking, how can I help the change the world? How am I not going to limit myself? I remember telling myself as I went out onto my walk on the beach, uh, thinking about you can never overachieve your own self-image. And I've always been someone who tries to uh, expand that self-image. But at the very same time, as I'm leaving the house to go to the beach, my, at the time, 13-year-old daughter was shattered in tears. And I get choked up. I said, oh, my God, you know, what's the matter? She said, Dad, my friend blank killed herself. And she was only 12. And so I went, I went out on my walk thinking, wow, you know, I have been so blessed. How can I help the biggest, fastest pandemic ever to hit the world, which is suicide? Every single demographic, it it doesn't discriminate at all. And I was walking the beach and, you know, I, I've heard of people have callings. I've heard of these moments of faith. And I, it came through me that I was given a gift through my life journey of successes and failures, of credibility and discredibility, of being able to teach people to teach people. And it's a different thing when I say that, because as it hit me that I can change the world by impacting over a billion people to make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. Three of the things I see characteristics that anyone that does those three things, they're very happy. People who make a lot of money, spend it on the right reasons to help people, and they are have a perspective of fun while they're doing it, they're very happy. And so now the biggest challenge was one, how can I do the math to figure out how I can get it done? And two, how am I going to break it to my wife who had already <laughs> been through a journey that I hadn't lost my mind? And so the math came out like this. I need to find a thousand people like Kelsey, a thousand people that I know will empower a thousand to empower a thousand, a thousand times a million, a thousand times a thousand is a million, a thousand times a million is a billion. Uh, and I knew in my life, that I had that capability of empowering a thousand to empower a thousand to empower a thousand. And I knew that that would create a collective consciousness that would change the world. And I don't say that with arrogance, but I believe that every one of us have this power. 
but I'm on the mission to empower others to take advantage, to liberate their light, to do that exact same thing and change the world with me. I think that's such a beautiful, a beautiful statement and such a harsh reality about suicide, not discriminating. We see it in our space on a regular ongoing basis. You know, after COVID, you are seeing a mental health epidemic like we have, we haven't scratched the surface of the long-term repercussions. So to see that and not only just embrace it and go, I'm going to fix this problem rather than go to the victim mentality and what caused it, you really leaned into those opportunities and saw it for what it was. And I think that's a the difference between you and a lot of individuals that I would say I look to for advice or for guidance through very loose channels because you you walk the walk, you talk the talk, but it's the way you emulate. And when you walk into a room, your energy is everything. And I've heard you speak about energy in a really, really uh, not aggressive, but intense way. And it makes my passion feel more acceptable. So talk to me about energy and the importance of your routine, because routine is everything. Discipline is even more. And if you can couple those things together, you're out for success. Yeah. Well, you know, energy has three characteristics. Uh, it aggregates, it attracts more of like energy. It accelerates, so it actually happens faster, and then it creates exponential exponentiality of outcomes, which gives you a greater result, a greater outcome, a better and bigger outcome than the one that you even desired. And so intertwined into our habits is the understanding that people attach to outcomes, and this is the biggest nemesis to progress. And the reason is progress is not detectable, meaning that if we have good behavior, we cannot detect the good progress that occurred instantaneously. Although because behavior and money, by the way, are both energies, we know it's aggregating. We know it's accelerating. We know it's creating exponential outcomes. We just can't see it. So most people, they get tired and weary when they don't see results. They don't have faith. They're being protected and promoted by something bigger than them that loves them more than their mom. So all good behaviors from the instant we start them are challenged by the fact that progress is indetectable. Hmm. Meanwhile, bad behaviors, the same thing holds true. And so we tend to continue bad behaviors because we don't see the outcomes. We don't mm -hmm. see the aggregation. We don't see the acceleration. We don't see the exponentiality. So we end up being 55 years old like me, like a lot of my friends who were laughing at me, scoffing at me, making fun of me, going, dude, you, you know, I've been partying, you know, continually, Dave, you know, and I'm worried about them and, and I want them to have good behaviors and they're laughing at me. And, you know, then the next morning they don't wake up. And they think that happened overnight. No, that happened from 30 years of bad behavior. And it just aggregates, compounds, and accelerates. So what I try to do is teach people to be and enjoy the consistent every day, persistent without quit, pursuit of their potential through good behaviors. And I laugh because one of my good friends is Chris Gardner, who wrote the movie and the book, Pursuit of Happiness. I said, dude, you got to change the name of the book and the movie. He's like, you're crazy, man. I said, no, I'm serious. It's giving the wrong idea. You're attaching people's emotions to an outcome of happiness when it should be happiness is the pursuit and that we are happy when we're pursuing our potential, not pursuing other people's potential, what's missing, what we don't have or what other people want. You know, when we were talking about suicide, let me show you where suicide exists. It exists between I am and this is what I want people to think I am. Mm -hmm. Right here in that void is where people kill themselves. And mm -hmm. what I try to do is shift the paradigm and perspective to I am. 
I am happy. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am worthy. No more trying to seek more, more happiness, more health, more wealth. No, I am healthy. What am I doing to interfere with it? That paradigm shift will change your life. And brought to you by Mindful Meds. You guys have been seeing me take Mindful Meds for a little while now. Mindful Meds is a premium supplement company dedicated to supplying humans with the tools to improve their mental health, clarity, and performance, all while supporting their growth along the way. Whether it's the Immunity Blend, Lion's Mane, Inspire, or Voyage, all of their products are clean, tested, consistent, and they've become a huge help in my life. I found Mindful Meds over a year ago now, and I've never looked back. Go check out their website, mindfulmeds.io, and use the code BRASS at checkout. It's such a game changer when you start to look at your perspective and you shift the dynamic. I've gone from the suicidal state to the abundance state, to the mindset shift. I've done all of this and I've seen the work. One of my favorite uh, pieces of content, I would say, and a lot of actually recommended to me would be one of your books, The Connected to Goodness. I think there's such immense lessons in every single sentence from how you view yourself to how you feel abundance and the seven steps. Walk me through with, obviously, what drew you to write such a book and really impact people with those messages. Well, you know, it was the shift in the paradigm of understanding the future already exists. The future is infinite. It's full of everything for everyone. And what I started to realize was it doesn't distribute equally. Mm -hmm. It distributes more to those who believe in more, say more, or think more, do more. And it distributes less to those that do less, say less, think less, feel less, believe less. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to take a Napoleon Hill type of approach to mindset, heart set, and handset. He was one of my first mentors. Obviously, I didn't meet him, but I read Think and Grow Rich, and I still do every single day because I think as far as reconciling mindset, heart set, and handset together, the reconciliation of the infinite past, the infinite future, and the limitations of the present, uh, I couldn't find a better text. So I went to the Napoleon Hill Foundation and asked them for help and <laughs> said, hey, this is what I believe. Here's my story. Can you help me write a book like Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, but with my principles and key elements that I've utilized from many people like Napoleon Hill? And they were gracious as abundant people are, and they helped me figure out this theory, which is one, most people live like tubes in a world <laughs> of nothingness. They, they have food in, food out. They live the myth of Sisyphus. If you haven't read Camus, The Stranger, let me give you the, the cliff notes. It's about a guy who rolls a boulder to the top of the hill and it rolls down every day to the bottom of the hill the next day. And what I wanted to do is to tell people how pragmatically, practically, through daily practices, how you go from nothingness to possibility by knowing what you want mm. personally, experientially, giving and receiving, and then make your possibilities a probability by knowing who you can help and who can help you and make your probabilities a perspective by figuring out some of Napoleon Hill's recommendations of how to be productive, accessible, and gracious, how to utilize time, the only limitation of today in a trajectory of what you think you want in the future or better by learning the light, the love, and the lessons from the past, failures, mistakes, setbacks, defining moments, historical relevances, and successes. And if we do that, 
our nothingness becomes every day a possibility, a probability, and perspective. Now, pragmatically, I just teach you how to prioritize what's mm -hmm. important to you. Because once you know your what, your who, and your how, you can determine what's important to you. People that know what's important to them, not what's important to other people, not what's missing, not what you don't have, they have an antidote to the two reasons that people kill themselves, mm. procrastination or feeling overwhelmed. There it is. And you cannot procrastinate or feel overwhelmed if you know what's important to you and prioritize it. You actually know your why every day. You just have to, step five, apply your why by identifying what you're doing to interfere with it, which is fear of the past, fear of the future, and see our natural human nature is to prescribe ego to fear. And so if we identify the fear, past and future, and identify the ego-based consciousness that creates the interference, the need to be right, the need to mm -hmm. be offended, the need to be separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful. Look what's going on in the world today. What do you think that is? These needs are omnipresent. They're reacting to fear. And the yes. biggest tragedy beyond the atrocities of how humans can treat humans this way, to me, is you are perpetuating hate for another generation because most people will not have the power of forgiveness when they lose their baby and lose their mom or lose their dad or lose their cousin or lose their best friend to an atrocity that could have been avoided without hate and dis-ease instead of ease. No, I couldn't agree more. We've seen this over and over and over over hundreds of years, this constant need to be right, this constant need to fight, the constant need to know my my religion is right, my beliefs are right, my, 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 my. And we never step back to look at the ego because there's so much trauma baked into humans because of the intergenerational trauma. When I was in Afghanistan, the people I were fighting were children of the people that were fighting the Soviets. This is a downward spiral if we don't get out of our own way. It's a constant problem. It's a constant issue. But if you were looking to tell one person how to find their why, how to sit down and get an actionable tool that they could go, how do I find my why so I can lean in and actually make this change? Don't find your why, mm. accept your why, accept Ooh. it. Know that I am, I am. So what I want you to do is to number one, take the best option, you know, my faith, and, and I have a very strong faith. And it's relative, you know, some people say I have a faith, but it's not religious. I have a faith. It's not philosophical. I have a faith. It's not theoretical. Mine's relative to mm -hmm. all religions, all philosophies, all theories, and all spiritualities, by the way. And it's called the best option face. And I challenge everyone out there, by the way, give me a better option. You don't have to name it for me, but give me a better option than the one I'm about to explain that I believe in. My faith ingrained in the why is that there is something bigger than me, an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves me, protects me, and promotes me more than my mom. And so when circumstances happen that I don't plan or I'm not aware of or I didn't want to happen, I have to have faith in that future. And by the way, gratitude of the future is faith. I have faith in the future that it's for my protection promotion. It comes from light, love, and lessons, not from some kind of punishment. And mm -hmm. I have people come up all the time and say, Dave, so you believe in Jesus? And I said, well, tell me about Jesus. Oh, he's an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that protects, promotes, and loves you more than your mom. Yes, I do. 
Dave, so you believe in the pencil. What's the pencil? It's an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that believes, protects, and promotes you more than my, ah, yes, I do. So don't define it, but let me challenge you. Tell mm -hmm. me something better to believe in. Because there, faith is inherent in not understanding or not knowing and not proving. It's just a blind essence that allows us to live in a unified, abundant, infinite system of thought where we help one another and know people who can help one another, where we create communities of frequency, a neighborhood of people who live in abundance and buy from us and sell for us for a lifetime, not just product services and solutions, but I'm talking about they feed us and help others feed us so mm -hmm. we can feed them. This is an abundant world that we live in. And so I want people, that one person or the millions or the billions out there to realize it all stems from two words that I thought in the 11th grade I understood as Kierkegaard suggested in existentialism, I am. It encompasses everything and everyone. I am happy, healthy, wealthy, worthy. Let me teach you how to figure out what not only you're doing to interfere with it, but what you're doing to react to that fear that either creates void shortages and obstacles or accelerates you in the wrong trajectory instead of allowing you to be at ease by identifying the dis-ease. There's something really powerful about vibration and you speak to it in several of your books and your talks and you talk about everything, the rocks, the molecules, everything vibrates and humans vibrate even faster. And that is something I live by. And vibration is a tool that can be used to hurt or to heal. And I, I know we have a short time. So can you briefly give me a rundown of how you discovered frequency and objects and things and where you really started to really come to clarity with that idea and lean in? I was on an airplane and a lady asked me if I was okay. I asked her why. She said, you have so much light, but you're blocking it. Mm. She said, I can teach you to vibrate faster and raise your awareness. The earth vibrates the slowest, plants, animals, humans, sound, light, and then thought. She then changed my world by saying, David, do you know what vibrates the fastest at the highest frequency? I said, no. She said the truth. She said, what if I could teach you through meditation to elevate your awareness closer to the truth? Now, my resistant nature literally said, I'm not interested until she said, what if I could raise your awareness to when to buy or sell? Ooh. Then I, she tricked me. <laughs> she hit me where I was at. <laughs> and ever since then, I've been in a mission to elevate my awareness because it's like the cheat codes. You know, the more you love what you do, the more you learn to love what you do, the more it'll tell you all its secrets. The more consistently you do it, the more secrets it will tell you. The longer you're consistent, it'll tell you all of its secrets. Those secrets are the cheat codes to life. It allows you to level up to a higher frequency, a higher awareness. If you want to learn the cheat codes, if you want to learn the secrets, we need to elevate ourselves by pursuing the truth, by pursuing our potential, by identifying fear, which is interfering with our potential, and make sure that we know what we want, not what other people want, what's missing, what we don't have. Instead of trying to get more of everything, we have to have faith there's more than enough of everything for everyone and live in an abundant world of I am, what am I doing to interfere with what I am? Yeah, damn. That's so brilliant. And I got to say, before we jump, one of the things I think that stands out uh, to me with you, which is so different than so many others, is you are faith-based, but you are faith-based in something different and something greater. And when I hear somebody say the word source, it resonates with my heart and my soul because religion for me holds so many different egos and so many different fear points. So quickly, where did you find 
the word source, how did that come to you? Was that uh, something brought to you or was that something that you felt resonated and spoke to you during a meditation? You know, I, I, I learned it from Bob Proctor, who was my mentor and Wayne Dyer, who was my mentor, John Asaroff, my mentor. So I'm on the Transformational Leadership Council, Jack Canfield, Blaine Bartlett, Cynthia Kersey, all of these mentors. I was the first sports agent they ever led into the the secret group. I've been blessed to be on the movie <laughs> and Netflix, Beyond the Secret. And when I heard Source from Bob Proctor, when he was coaching me in business, by the way, not spirituality, and he talked about his source of faith, when he mm -hmm. said Source, it gave me the first sense of ease of any time in religion or spirituality, philosophy, or theory that I'd studied, it gave me a sense of peace and ease. And then I knew that if I could help other people identify their source and be okay and accepting with how they name it, pencil, Jude, Jesus, Muhammad, Joseph Smith, God, let them name it how they want, but let's focus not on the dogmatic principles of separation, inferiority, superiority, or punishment. Let's talk about a unified, abundant, infinite system of source, of thought that allows us to live at ease with the enormous amount of energy. Bob Proctor, he, he said it on the movie, The Secret, but he said it to me and I still get choked up. He said, son, he said, you know, you have enough power and your pinky to light up all of Manhattan, what are you doing to interfere with it? And where do you think that power comes from? I don't need you to name it. I need you to understand it. And when you understand that and start focusing on what's interfering with that power, you will liberate your light and allow others to liberate theirs. And that one lesson, takeaway that resonated with me that day where I found that source that you found that resonated with you was the impetus, the seed for a tree that has allowed me to plant more seeds under trees that I may never sit under, but yet will change the world. And I say that humbly because I'm not changing the world myself. I'm changing the world by liberating the light of a thousand people, to liberate the light of another thousand, to liberate the light. One particle of light overcomes a million particles of darkness. We have math, science, and physics on our side. Let's everybody liberate our lives. Let's live our lives as close as we can in peace by identify what we're doing to put us into dis-ease. I'm ha more than happy, by the way, Kelsey, to send everyone in your community my book oh, for wow. free. I'll sign it. I'll send it to you. I'll pay for shipping. Whoa. David at dmeltzer.com. Anyone in, in Kelsey's community, email me, David at dmeltzer.com. You are a blessing. I want to do more with you. The world needs more of your light as well. Well, thank you so much, David. Thank you for your time. Everyone else, that'll be it for this week's episode. I know you got a lot to digest there, but he will be back. David, you stick with me. Everyone else, we will see you all next week. Mm -hmm.